Welcome to Machine Learning. I wa watched a couple of YouTubes today on LPT GPT-3, and uh, what it does is pretty amazing. It can look at the words in a sentence, and it does what it calls the attention algorithm. Um, it looks at, an, for each word in the sentence, it looks at another word and um, determines its influence on that word. Uh, and so what it does is um, finds the particular word that has the most influence related to that sentence. So that allows it to uh, do summarization of the content in other words. So it can do like summarization of um, a paragraph. And likewise, you can ask GPT-3 questions and it will then uh, respond either briefly, like a yes-no, or a minor sentence, or it could go into detail uh, depending on your parameters that you give it. Uh, another thing it can do that's kind of interesting that uh, Google has done is that uh, they allow it to generate from text an image. So you give a description of your uh, what you want it to create and it takes your description and generates it. Now Microsoft was working on something like this with a GAN network, an adversarial network um, it, where it would generate uh, images based on descriptions and you could try it out but I never got it to work uh, but uh, GPT-3 just with a few words can generate a lot of content so um, one of the things that they were talking about is how do you measure the effectiveness of GPT-3 and that was through the Turing test so you could apply uh, Turing test rules and then um, give a different uh, group of people access to it and uh, then they would just rate whether or not they thought that uh, um, it was machine generated or human generated. So in one case they uh, had GPT-3 write essays along with students and then uh, students graded the work and uh, GPT-3 was getting a couple of C's, B's, a couple, one F, and a few A's. So um, it wasn't totally convincing, uh, but it was it was pretty good. I mean, it was average. And so the idea of uh, GPT-3 answering questions like, let's say you take your legal documentation and... Uh, you want you you want to go voice to text and you ask a couple of questions uh, about the documentation. Uh, GPT three reads it all and then summarizes it and gives you a, a summary conclusions based on the questions you're asking. Um, it can also perform some math. Uh, for example, in uh, Microsoft, uh, I believe it's Power FX. They're using GPT three to help uh, the person understand different aspects of accounting and like uh, where they want to put different things into equation uh, the simple ledgers uh, mathematics 
and then it can figure out what functions to use and parameters to input and generate. So it'll generate some of those functions for the user so they, it makes it easier uh, for requests to be done and for the GPT-3 to insert the code into the spreadsheet. Um, there are also some examples of uh, some templating with Python where some description, natural language descriptions were given and it generated uh, uh, some Python code. Another also one that was interesting was where they did natural language, uh, machine uh, language translation from one language into another. And it kind of works along the lines of uh, k-means clustering. So it's looking at similar words uh, or groupings of words and then from that, it uses um, predictions of what word will come next. So it figures out based on um, these uh, words that are influential, and then it gets a series of words, and then it figures out uh, what word comes next in the sequence, uh, almost like statistics with words in an RNN, re recurring neural net, is that... Uh, it uh, overcomes some of the uh, convergent problems and it then uses a probability to figure out, given a certain set of words, what is the most likely character to come next in the word. Uh, so likewise with sentences, it's looking to see what is the most likely uh, word to come next in the sentences, sentence and then you know, looking at, maybe looking backwards, it gets uh, some memory as to the previous sentence and then it figures out what the next sentence should be in, in the paragraph so it can then assemble it. Uh, they did some de demonstration where they did something where it um, analyzed, um, it analyzed uh, a, a paragraph that was kind of brief and it didn't really change any of the content in the paragraph. So if it thinks that it's at its root form, it doesn't try to uh, paraphrase it in a different way, uh, like we would try to paraphrase it to keep unique. It just repeats the whole sentence word for word. That I found that was kind of interesting that there is some uh, stem level that it gets to or you know, basic root level that it thinks it's at. And then if it's at that level, then it... It doesn't try to summarize any anymore. Um, so, yeah, one of the things that I've been thinking about is that uh, they they said that you have to give GPT three constraints, and um, it sounds like that that would be uh, critical to getting it to uh, to be able to say things the way. It should properly be said, and properly in, in a particular voice too, uh, like if it, a character voice it could could mimic. And then another thing that would be interesting is uh, to be able to put the predicted results coming back from GPT-3 through a uh, pipeline and see if uh, any of the content or topics that it's trying to respond back with um, are unacceptable and then use the deep learning to 
add a constraint and a and a feedback loop back to the GPT three, and that way uh, it can improve over time. So, if there's certain uh, responses that are not positive based on the uh, responses that GPT three generated, then you can use the deep learning networks to actually retrain. GPT-3 uh, on the constraints so that it doesn't uh, uh, make comments that are offensive. All right, well, just wanted to uh, share how uh, GPT-3 works.